Hey guys, Abel here, and in this video I would like to tell you about this recent holiday trip that I just had for a week and tell you the experiences that I had, which are actually not that many and won't be that exciting, but more importantly, some of the realizations and enlightening moments that I had over this trip. And in part, this whole thing is going to be quite trivial to some of you, but I'm still very, very excited to share some of the new insights that I gained about life, approaching situations like that, and fitness as well, of course. And, um, you know, the not very long story, very, very short, is that we just spent a week with my girlfriend on this beautiful Greek island. We were very, very sedentary the whole time because I spent 60 plus percent of my waking hours lying on my bed on some beach, occasionally taking some plunge in the sea, definitely didn't swim. I didn't train because this was part of my resensitization slash deconditioning phase. And we ate a lot of tasty foods. And at the end of all of this, shocker, I gained a little bit of body fat. And more importantly, I had an awesome time and I look back with absolutely no regrets with any of the things that happened. And this is really what I want to talk to you about, more of the insights and the philosophy or the mentality behind all of this, because that's where the money is really. So the first thing that I want to say and the first kind of realization that I had is that there are a lot of good content circulating on the internet around what to do on a holiday, how to approach these events, what to do to avoid fat gain or to minimize fat gain or to keep losing body fat if you were cutting beforehand, what to do to not detrain, how should you get your training sessions in. And to some extent, I think those are not really the right questions to even ask. Because ultimately, for most of, most of us, holidays are not the norm. That's not where we live our lives for the most part. Um, for most of us, it constitutes at most a couple of weeks out of the entire year. For me personally, it constituted exactly one week out of this entire year that I had in the past. And as such, I think a much better question to ask here is what's the best way for me to enjoy myself as much as possible during this one week? Because ultimately that's what a holiday trip is for, especially if you go abroad to some exotic place such as I went to. And of course, this makes a lot of people uneasy and a lot of people will say that, well, if I approach this question like this, how can I enjoy myself the most? Then for me, that will just mean eating like 7,000 calories every single day and coming back like a whale. And to that, my response to some extent is really like that's what constitutes enjoyment for you, because most people that are already invested in, a, in the fitness lifestyle and in personal growth, I don't think that's very enjoyable for most people. Like, sure, it might be fun to destroy yourself for the hell of it for one day for a Thanksgiving dinner or something like that. But for most of us doing that for an entire week and just binging your face off, I don't think that's very enjoyable. And very quickly, we start to feel pretty shit both mentally and physically. So with that out of the way, I think ultimately holidays should be about enjoying ourselves and getting richer with experiences. And for me, really, this question came down to wanting to bond with the person that I went with, wanting to get richer with experiences, creating fond memories for the future, and also, you know, trying out the local cuisine and taking part in stuff that I don't normally get to take part in. And realistically, when evaluating what that's going to mean in terms of body composition, I had to realize that it's probably going to mean gaining a little bit of body fat. And this leads me to the other realization that I had is that I think it's completely okay to go sh through some short bursts of time when your body composition may not be improving. In fact, it might be regressing a little bit. I think this is something that is very hard for us to accept as, as, as a normal mindset in, in this whole fitness game because we are all, all dedicated to what's going to happen with our bodies and we all want to go through this period of just improving gradually and linearly. And I think on the whole, when you look at the big picture, that should absolutely be the goal. I think when you look at, you know, six months of a time frame or a yearly time frame, then your body composition should be doing this gradually, you know, 
having your body with more muscle, less fat, or the same amount of body fat, but more muscle, getting stronger in the gym, that's what you should be striving for. But to have short periods within that, when you improve a little bit, then maybe maintain a little bit or even regress a little bit, then improve again, and on the whole, just experience a gradual process of expansion and getting better, that should absolutely be the goal. But I think there is nothing wrong with these short periods of regression, because guess what? those periods tend to correlate with life enjoyment and taking part in fun stuff. And, you know, I tend to have this weird philosophy these days that life should also be about hedonic pleasure here and there and enjoying yourself and just getting richer with experiences and not solely about improving your body composition. The other big realization that I had, which is in part a new realization, but in part it's just an old realization being reinforced, which is I think it's really, really important to get out of the mindset of oh my God, I'm going to go there for a week without training, with, without my normal food environment, and now this is going to ruin everything. And to some extent to that, one of the answers is, is what you probably already know, which is, dude, what's going to realistically happen in one week? I mean, yes, sure, again, it is theoretically possible to create a lot of damage if you almost intentionally go out of your way to be stupid about things and just binge your face off and eat 7,000 calories every day. But if you just stay within any sort of reasonable boundaries, it's not going to happen and nothing is going to get ruined in one week. But secondly, on a more of a philosophical note, if it really was the case that one week of letting a bit loose and letting yourself to enjoy life a little bit is going to throw everything off and all of the hard work that you put in throughout the year and being intelligent with your training, having good food choices, having good food habits and establishing a relationship with this entire fitness lifestyle, being meticulous with progression in the gym and all of that stuff, if all of that hard work is not enough to warrant you, you know, one week of enjoying yourself, then man, we, we need to go back to the drawing board and rethink this entire thing. Then this is the most futile, pointless, unrewarding hobby ever. If all of that hard work is not enough to warrant a little bit of live enjoyment. But of course, the right answer to that is no, in one week, nothing's going to happen. And all of that hard work is not for nothing because that's exactly what you're working for. That occasionally you can just go out of your way and enjoy yourself a little bit and not be too strict and uh, stressed out about things. And I also want to emphasize that I don't at all want to create the illusion like I'm speaking from a high horse here because it's not like I went to this holiday with no fears and no concerns in my head whatsoever. You know, um, all of the irrational fears that I just outlined here were all there for me, especially if you know my history, you know, if you followed my channel for a while, then you know that I had my fair share of pretty messed up eating behaviors in the past and pretty disordered stuff. And all of those memories, you know, I have a really successful year and a half behind me and I'm really privileged and really proud to talk about all of those messed up stuff in past tense now, but all of those horroristic memories that I have from those times are still here to haunt me as these little demons in my head. So it's not like I just went there with no concerns and I was like, yeah, I'm just going to enjoy myself and all of these fears are so irrational and I don't even care about all of those. No, they were all there for me. You know, I don't know if the guys that we in admire in this field, you know, the Eric Helmses, for example, I don't know if for them going on, on a holiday for one week to another country, being away from their normal food environment, being away from the gym, not being able to get their training sessions in as they would want to get them in and being away from all of the habits that support them in their everyday life. I don't know if it's the case for them that it's not even a blip on the radar and they just tick all the boxes automatically and they just come back as they left. You know, I'm admiring them and respect them enough that I'm willing to assume that it is indeed the case for them. I am willing to admit that it is not the case for me. And I think for that very reason, I think especially for someone like me, and perhaps some of you guys are also in that boat, I think it's really, really critical to 
try to nail down a holiday like this to the best of your abilities. And by that, I don't mean to minimize fat gain or to keep losing fat or any of that stuff, but to actually do the best that you can to actually enjoy yourself or at least do the things that a person would do that enjoys himself or herself. And in the meanwhile, not create a whole bunch of damage. Because if instead you just go there and either be completely neurotic and strict about things and not willing to loosen up the slightest bit and just ruin the whole experience for yourself and the people around you because you're just being a selfish asshole and you're not willing to participate in any of the stuff that people are participating in around you and everybody has to go three hours later to the beach because you need to get your training session in that or on the other hand if you just fall off the wagon completely and you just create a shit ton of damage and you come back being super frustrated with yourself then a that's bad because you just had a shitty time and who wants that but b you're, you just basically confirmed your own fears and just confirmed for yourself that all of your fears were valid because going on a holiday like this just means having a shitty time. So that's sort of the philosophical overview and the new insights that I gained about this whole holiday thing. Um, and with that, I want to talk about the things that enabled me to succeed because yes, I consider the fact that I came back with a little bit of body fat gain, which actually, according to my scale, I didn't gain a single gram. And even visually, I don't notice much. But, um, you know, if I take into account that I probably lost some muscle glycogen and things of that nature, and if I just add up in my head what I did each day, it's probably safe to assume that I gained a good pound and a half, maybe even two pounds of fat. And uh, I still consider that a big success because I really did have a really awesome time. I really did enjoy myself. I got richer with fun memories. I bonded with my girlfriend. Our relationship deepened. And... I consider this a much, much bigger success than coming back from that trip from with no body fat gain or even looking crisper, but you know, just being completely stressed out and neurotic about the whole thing. And the thing is, is that if you're someone like me for whom an experience like this is massively outside of your comfort zone, because honestly, I don't think I had something like this ever, ever since I'm in this whole lifting game. You know, I went for a couple of days to some places, but being for an entire week completely outside of my normal environment, I haven't done anything like this. And if you're like me in that this is way outside of your comfort zone, then it could be that during the actual experience, you're not going to enjoy yourself as much as you could because you will always have these second thoughts in your head and those fears and insecurities. But at least if you still force yourself to at least act like a person whose goal is to enjoy him or herself, then at least in retrospect, you can look back at the entire experience as something that was really fun and something that you have no regrets about. And ultimately that's what matters. You know, in six months time, you're not going to look back at something like this thinking, man, like it was really awesome. We had a really great time. We bonded and we tried out different stuff, but man, those two pounds that I gained, like that really hurts still. It's not going to happen. So I want to talk to you about what enabled me to gain, you know, only two pounds, conservatively speaking, or pessimistically speaking and not, and not four pounds, which sounds absurd, you know, gaining four pounds in a week. But I mean, honestly, if you're as sedentary as we were, and if you're eating out every single meal during the day, then gaining, you know, close to half a pound a day is, is not impossible by a long shot. It's very, very doable. You don't need to go out of your way to binge like crazy to accomplish that. So for me, I simply adhere to a couple of very, very simple, not at all too impressive principles that I adopted over time basically and stuff that helped me to be on track for the most part. So one of those principles that I like to adhere to is that I limit flavor variety when I go out to eat. So I typically have one big savory dish and I'm very liberal with what I'm eating in that. Typically it has a high protein component, but I was very liberal with side dishes. I tried out all the pita breads and the grilled potatoes and with cheese and all of that stuff because I was simply curious how they make that at that place. 
but I just didn't go for dessert because quite frankly, I can get very nicely satisfied from a big savory dish. But then if I start eating some creamy pancake or ice cream or cake or whatever, it just has a way of ramping up my cravings once again. It definitely won't make me satisfied, but it will just have a way of just resetting my appetite. And quite frankly, that's what flavor variety does. You know, you can get very satisfied from one specific flavor, but then if you introduce a completely different flavor, it just ramps up your cravings once again. So that's one principle that I adhere to. And again, it's nothing impressive, but it probably saved me thousands upon thousands of extra calories over the course of that one week. The other really big principle that I adhere to is that I didn't use the different environment and the different location and the mindset of, okay, I'm going to enjoy myself as an excuse to engage in behaviors which I would not normally engage in. So for example, I enjoyed myself and tried out the different local foods that they had, but then I didn't go out to the grocery store and bought a whole bunch of you know candy and cookies and whatever pastries that I could buy here as well, but I don't buy them because I know that they just don't support me towards my goals. And why would I do it there? You know, it's nothing's going to magically change just because I'm in a different environment. But I think that once you kind of made the mental commitment that, okay, I'm willing to enjoy myself a little bit, then it's tempting to kick all of the rules that you had up until that point on top of their heads. So that's a really important principle. And the classic way to violate that for me would have been, for example, to say, okay, we were in the beach all day, we were sedentary, we went out and ate a whole bunch of tasty foods in the restaurant, and now I'm going to buy a jar of peanut butter and I'm going to eat that on my bedside in the hotel room with a spoon. Like, what is that going to accomplish? It's going to run me into the same types of troubles that it would run me into if I did that at home. Another big principle that I adhere to is not grazing throughout the day on all kinds of snack foods and high cal calorie junk shit. I really think that there is nothing worse than slowly titrating in a whole bunch of extra calories throughout the day from snack items and, you know, peanuts and roasted nuts and chips and whatever, or crackers, because you're not going to be satisfied from that, but it's still going to massively overshoot calories at the end of the day. And then when you go out to a restaurant, you're not really going to enjoy yourself because you're kind of full from all of the shit that you ate throughout the day, but you're also not satisfied. So it's just not a bad business to engage in. Another thing which we did, and I'm merely sharing this as an interesting trivia because I just find it personally interesting, is that we typically ate like once or twice every single day. You know, we typically woke up in the morning, didn't have anything before we went to the beach, then ended up chilling on the beach until like 5 p.m., then went out, had a really big lunch, which Balkan people actually like to have their lunch at like 5 p.m., and then maybe we had something else later at night, but there was something smaller, like some nachos chips or something, and then later we went out for drinks. Um, I'm not saying this as something that you should be doing. It definitely helps if you limit your meals to like one or two bigger meals because then you have more room to play with. But I'm more so sharing this as an interesting trivia that people in the Balkans really eat in a way that we will call an intermittent fasting type of protocol. And they actually feel super guilty about it and they think that this is a really unhealthy way to be. And I just told them that it's actually funny that you feel this way because people in America or other places actually sell diet books with those types of eating patterns or diet templates or eating templates. So it's actually funny that at some other random part of the world, that's the normal way to eat. Um, so that's pretty much it. You know, uh, one insight that I had, which is not a huge shock, but I, I just said this to my girlfriend at the end of the trip that the next time we go to a holiday, we will have to find a way to be a little bit more active and not to burn more calories or any of that stuff. But, you know, being overly chill and having nothing else to do but chilling on the beach, it A, gets pretty stale after a couple of days, but B, it really kind of forces you to 
look for that dopamine spike from what you can get it from. And in our case, it pretty much just meant eating food. So, you know, it's probably good to have other programs to do, you know, going out, try some, I don't know, bungee jumping or jet skiing or going for hikes or visiting places. Doing really nothing just has a way of putting food and those sorts of things on a pedestal. So, Guys, those are the insights and experiences that I had. Um, again, nothing crazy impressive. I won't be able to sell an ebook or an online course with these dietary tips that I adhere to, but um, those were simple enough. And I like the concept of Ramit Sethi, who is running this site, I Will Teach You To Be Rich. He likes to talk about going for big wins instead of going for you know small things and micromanaging that. You know, and in his case, he likes to talk about instead of focusing on saving money on $2 coffees, instead of that focusing on setting up an investment uh, account or setting up a 401k or stuff like that. In my case, instead of focusing on filling up my plates with veggies or any of that stuff, I just focused on some really simple big wins that are not very impressive, but still help me to save up thousands upon thousands of calories across the week. So pretty much that's all I had to say. I hope this was helpful to some of you and see you next time. All right, guys, hope you enjoyed this episode. And once again, if you haven't checked it out already, be sure to visit the Sustainable Self-Development Facebook group at facebook.com slash sustainable self-development. And if you haven't done it already, visit sustainableselfdevelopment.com to be up to date with everything that we've got going on there. All right, thank you for hanging on up until now and see you in the next episode.